name is Fiona Weatherly, and all I ask before I die, or lose myself completely, is that you listen to what I've been through over the last few months. I don't know who I am anymore, or what I've become, but I know that she is coming for me again. She won't stop, not until I agree to continue what she has started, and the men, they're after me too. They want me to keep quiet, so this recording must live on in case they get what they're after. I can't call anyone to save me. No one is supposed to know where I am. I can't call my parents. They are in hiding, or may have already been executed. My friends won't be much help, and I can't even rely on the man I was supposed to marry because he betrayed me in one of the worst ways. So that's why I must turn to you, this outdated tape recorder I found in my hideout, my family's cabin. Everything is so strange, but I have to tell you what I've seen, or I fear I'll go to my grave with this knowledge. And I guess the best place to start this strange story is the day I received my first dead letter. It was a Saturday. I was the only one up in the small cottage-like house I rented with my two roommates. I was sipping my coffee and mindlessly flipping through my Instagram feed when there was a knock at the door. I jumped out of my seat with excitement thinking it was Paul, who is notorious for coming over early. Instead, I opened the door to see a woman. She was middle-aged and of Asian heritage. Light gray streaks ran through her black hair, and her face was stern like she had survived something. But just barely. Can I help you? I asked, thinking she was lost, or maybe trying to sell me something. Are you Fiona Weatherly? She asked me, her voice empty of emotion. Yes, that's me. The woman was dressed to the nines in ironed navy slacks, a dark sweater, and a cream-colored leather jacket that matched her Chanel purse and Manolo heels. Around her neck, an Hermes scarf was tied so tightly, I wondered how she was breathing. The woman opened the gold clasp of her purse and pulled out an envelope. It was wrinkled and yellowing. She thrusted it towards me, practically forcing it in my hand. I took it from her and felt the worn paper on my fingertips. It was addressed to me, all right. Someone with perfect looping penmanship wrote my name and address. Up top, a black five-cent stamp bearing Lincoln's profile was stuck to the envelope, with a wavy postmark running through it. Doesn't it cost more than five cents to send a letter? I asked her. She gave a little laugh, but her face didn't smile. Not in 1875, she replied. I looked down at the letter again, trying to make sense of it all. I can't tell you too much, she said, grasping my arm. Open it, read it, and for God's sakes, listen to Charlotte. Who's Charlotte? I asked. The woman dropped her eyes, let go of my arm, and walked away. I stood there, staring after her as she ducked into her Mercedes and sped away. 